the book of Hebrews. We're going to go to chapter 11, book of Hebrews. Uh, we're teaching on, uh, presently, the process of faith. And uh, we're going to look or just review verse, First uh, ch- Peter chapter 1, verse 9. It says, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. The setting of that verse is a time of great trial, many types of tribulations, tests, and pressures uh, coming at your life. He said, but you will receive. He said, receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. So there is an end to your faith. There is an end uh, to uh, what you believe. And the end of your faith is a manifestation. The end of your faith is that God's power is revealed or the answer shows up at your house. Praise God. And so, uh, then we looked at Mark 11 and verse 24. Mark 11, 24, it says, What things, therefore I say unto you, what things, soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them, and you shall have them. What things, soever you desire. So we emphasize desire. Desire is essential uh, for your faith to work. You must have a desire. You must have a, a strong enough desire that you believe to receive it when you pray. But you also have to have a strong enough desire that you endure from the time that you pray till the time the manifestation has uh, appeared or showed up at your house or your life. Praise God. So, your desire or uh, your hope needs to be strong. Praise God. So, remember we used Dad Hagen as an illustration or example. As a young man, he said the desire uh, in the young to live is strong. Uh, he had a deformed heart. He had an incurable blood disease. He had a paralyzed body. He was only 16 years of age, and he had never walked and played like other uh, kids had. You know, he'd walk, but, you know, he, he didn't have the same liberties that other kids had because he didn't have the stamina or the strength all of his life. But at this time, he was uh, in bed. He was paralyzed, again, deformed heart, incurable blood disease, but he saw Mark 11:24. Hallelujah. What things soever you desire when you pray. Now listen to the language. When you pray, what do you do? Believe. When you pray, you believe that you receive. Believe that you receive them. Other translations say believe that you have received them. Many translations that you would look at. Believe that you have received them. Or believe, others say, you have it already. Believe that you have it already. Or one says, believe you got it. And you'll have it. Or we could make it as simple as, uh, as possible. Believe you got it and you'll get it. All right, so uh, it seems like a contradiction to the natural mind, but it's the way faith works. Believe that you have received it. Believe that you've got it and you will get it. Believe that you got it and you'll have it manifest in your life. So we said the end of Mark eleven twenty four. What is the end of that verse? What is... Uh, the goal, if you will, having it, right? He said, believe that you have received it and you shall have it or you'll get it. So having it is the 
end goal. That is the end of your faith, uh, the manifestation of your prayer or the manifestation of the promise of God. Uh, God has promised it, and you have prayed for it based on that promise, and you believe you have received it, and uh, the end of your faith is that you actually have the manifestation uh, at your house or in your life. Amen? And so that's where we're going. That's where we're headed when we pray. We expect uh, the, the end of our faith uh, to occur. And so what do you do in between? Because uh, sometimes people have strong desire when they pray, but not strong enough to stay steady. Or they have strong enough faith to pray, uh, but their faith... Uh, is waned uh, during this interim time between believing that you have received and actually the manifestation at your house showing up or in your life showing up, whether it's healing for your body, uh, salvation of a family member, restoration of, uh, of uh, your life, whatever it may be in your life. Uh, when you pray, you believe that you have received it, but there are temptations there are tests in that interim time that will try to tell you it's not going to happen or it's not going to show up. And uh, it's kind of like Brother Hagin said, you know, the devil said, you're not, this time you're not going to get it. And he started laughing. He said, I don't have to get it. Jesus got it for me. Amen. In other words, I'm not trying to get it. I'm believing that I have received what Jesus already did. What he already got for me. All the promises of God in him are yes and amen. So when you're believing for healing, you're believing that you're healed or you believe that you receive healing based on something that's already been done. Jesus has already suffered for you. Jesus has already borne the curse for you. Jesus has already been made sick for you. Surely he has borne your sicknesses and carried your pain. So it's already done in redemption. Jesus has already provided it. It's already made yours. It belongs belongs to you, and with his stripes you are healed, Isaiah 53 and verse 5, 1 Peter 2, 24, by whose stripes you were healed, looking back at redemption, uh, Peter uh, was saying, by his stripes you were healed, so uh, if we were, then we are. So believing to receive something Jesus has already got. So a lot of times we're trying to get something Jesus already got for us. In other words, we're, we're struggling toward a possible victory when really we need to celebrate the victory that has already been won. All right, so we already know that Jesus has won the victory for us. Jesus has already healed us by his stripes because he's already borne them. And I understand there's natural emotion. Believe me, I understand that. Uh, I understand very well at this moment uh, what it's like to go through all of that. But I do know in whom I have believed, and I'm persuaded that he's able to keep what I've committed unto him against that day. And my wife is committed to Jesus, has been committed to Jesus, has done the will of God, and will continue to do the will of God and finish her course. Praise God. So when you're in that pressure point and when you're in that time of adversity and when the devil tries to hit your minds, and sometimes it's just subtle thoughts. 
like uh, subtle thoughts of what might not happen or what might be. Hallelujah. And I, I just have to declare what is. Hallelujah. What has been done, what is, and what shall be. Praise God. We know in whom we have believed. So you hold fast to your confession in the middle of your test. And you have to keep your faith focused. I said you have to keep your faith focused on the promise. Hallelujah. Rather than the problem, surely there is a problem. And faith is not a denial that there is a mountain. It is a facing the fact there is a mountain, but speaking to the mountain and commanding the mountain to move. It is faith believes a mountain shall be removed and cast into the sea. Amen. Faith believes that it has received already what Jesus has done for him or her. And so we believe that we have received what Jesus has done for us, and we do not deny that there is a problem. I just gave you a report of the progress naturally that we have made. And so some people, they just stick their head in the sand, act like there's no problem. Well, that doesn't change the world. It doesn't change your situation, your circumstance. We're not sticking our head in the sand. We're facing the challenge. We're facing each challenge. And we're facing it with God's, uh, God's power and with faith in God and God's promise. And God will fulfill his promise. Amen. And so he makes his word good in our life. So what do you do? You keep your faith focused. Hallelujah. Keep your faith focused on the promise and see the end game. See yourself going across the finish line. See yourself with the manifestation. See yourself. See Pastor Vicki walking and leaping and praising God. Hallelujah. See her whole. See her strong. See her be able to do everything that she's able to do uh, prior to this accident. She will do everything that she's ever done. Praise God. And so in your life, you have to see beyond what you see. You have to focus not on the problem. You deal with the problem. You face the problem. And yet you keep saying what you believe. So you keep your faith focused on the answer, not on the problem. On the solution, not on the problem. Praise God. On the promise, not on the problem. So how do you do that? Well, you guard your mind. And you guard your mouth. Thank you, Jesus. Nothing wrong with giving you a natural report and just showing you our progress. But at the same time, our faith is not there. Our faith is now we believe the rest of it will change as well. Amen. So then uh, what you don't want to do is digress and get, go backwards in your thinking. And you don't want to look into your future and see that the problem is worse. You don't want to look into the future and see uh, the negative side. No, you want to look into the future and see what God has already said. God has already said, by his stripes you were healed. He has, surely he hath borne our sickness and carried our pain. So God's already said it, and Jesus has already done it. It's a done deal. It's a finished work of redemption. And so what we're banking on is something that's already finished. It's unchangeable. I mean, uh, life changes and things happen sometimes that you didn't plan for. But the Word of God never changes. The redemption never changes. The promises of God never change. And you hold fast to the promise of God. And you act like the Word of God is true no matter what you face in life. Praise God. You act like the Bible is true because it is. 
And it's worthy of acting upon. It's worthy of acting like God will do what he has said he will do. Praise God. He's already done what he said he would do. And he'll finish what he said he would do in you. Thank you, Jesus. All right. So we're going to Hebrews. Talking about what do you do in between. Hebrews chapter 11. In Hebrews chapter 11, we call it the hall of faith. In other words, you know, instead of hall of fame, it's the hall of faith. And they were obviously famous people in the Bible. I mean, if you get your name in the Bible as a good character, that's an accomplishment, you would think. But I'm sure they weren't thinking about, I want to get my name in the Bible. And, you know, Job said, I want my, my, my story written in a book. And God put it in the Bible. Can't get a better book than that, right? So here we are in Hebrews 11. You got all of these people in Hebrews 11 that walked by faith and did exploits by faith, amazing things by faith. All right, so here we are in Hebrews 11. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So he tells you what faith is. Faith is. Now, the principles of faith are taught, and the spirit of faith is called. In other words, you, you want to be around people that have a spirit of faith. And you want to learn the principles of faith. And so you want both. I said you want both. You want the principles of faith and you want the spirit of faith. And no matter how long you've been walking by faith, I can tell you that you'll have to go back over this again and again and, re and renew yourself and refresh yourself. Why? Because your mind can take you down a road real quickly or your flesh or your, your circumstances can take you down a road, a negative road that will cause you to lose the victory rather than win the victory. So you have to rehearse and you have to review and you have to renew and refresh yourself in the principles of faith so that you can walk by faith and stay steady on the course of faith and on the road of faith and walk by faith and finish in faith. Amen? All right. So in this verse, he said, now faith is the substance of things hoped for. Substance. So there is substance. Faith is substance. It's real stuff. Faith is a substance of things that you hope for. In other words, this is how God brings your hope to pass. Things you hope for. Now, hope is another word for desire. The word hope, W. Vine says, is a favorable, confident expectation. Favorable, confident expectation. So, maintaining hope in your life. No matter what the circumstances may be, no matter what the challenge may be, maintaining hope. Hope in God. It's not just natural hope. This is hope in God. Favorable, confident expectation. My expectation is upon Him. So your expectation is on God. Whatever you're facing naturally, whatever uh, adversity or circumstance that may be in your face, in your vision, natural vision, or may be coming into your ears, or report that comes, or, or negative circumstances that are occurring in your life, uh, you just have to keep your focus on God. My hope is set. My expectation is upon him. So then God is faithful to his word, but hope alone does not get the job done. Hope is a favorable, confident expectation, but 
you also need faith with your hope. He said, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It is the what? Evidence of things not seen. So faith and hope go together. Remember? Faith, hope, and love. The greatest of these is love. All right, so you put faith, hope, and love, and you know faith works by love. So if you put all three of those together, you're bound to win. I said if you put all three of those together, you're bound to win. You're going to win. Hallelujah. So you're going to win in life. All right, so he says that it is the evidence of things that are not seen. So in other words, you've got some evidence when you don't see you got some natural evidence that tells you the negative side. It tells you what went wrong, what's going wrong, what's, what might happen. There's a negative side you're seeing and your vision and your reasoning kicks in and tells you, uh, it, it tells you the story of your future. Uh, and really, that's not the way you want uh, to learn about your future. In other words, your reason can talk you out of victory every time. But God, hallelujah. All right, so you want your, your present focus to be on God's Word, your present focus to be on the promise of God, and when you think about the future, you think of it in light of the promise. You consider it in light of the promise, and when subtle thoughts come to your mind, you say, nope, by His stripes I was healed. Hallelujah. Nope. Victory is mine. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in this world. In other words, get your mouth moving to agree with God's word so that your focus is stayed on God and on the promise of God and the provision of God, whatever you have prayed for, and you thank God for the promise. It is true. So it's the evidence. I got some evidence of things that I don't see. Hallelujah. You don't see it yet? Naturally, but you got evidence before. Amen. Now you celebrate every good thing, just like I'm celebrating every good progress in Pastor Vicky. I can celebrate that. Hallelujah to Jesus. Every, every, every positive step, everything that we make in progress, we celebrate. But at the same time, we believe that we have received 100%. Now, you can learn from this process with me as we go through. As we go through together, it helps you in your own life. So it's not just about Pastor Vicky and about me and about us. It's about us. It's about you. It's about us as a body, but it's about you as an individual. And it's about your family. And these principles work for anybody. The Word of God works for anybody. So that's really what we do. We preach the Word that makes a difference in your life. Hallelujah. All right, so then in this verse, we're going to look at it in the Amplified Bible. It says, now faith is the assurance. Assurance. The confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for. It is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things that we hope for. Things that we hope for. Oh, I got a confirmation. Praise the Lord. I got a title deed. Confirmation, a title deed. Now, if you per purchase an airline ticket, people do it online all the time. They get a confirmation. That confirmation number says that you have a seat on an airplane. On a certain day, certain time, that airplane's going to fly away, and it'll fly away with you in the seat if you show up. Right? All right. Why, why, why do you believe that? Why do you believe that confirmation is going to get you on there? But you do, don't you? 
You show up to the airport, you make all the effort, you pack. Listen, I travel enough in my life, you know. Uh, I, I don't do it just for fun. <laughs> so you're packing over again and doing it again and going and traveling and so forth, uh, mostly for ministry. And so uh, you're, you're doing it. And, and so you show up, just act like uh, you got a seat. And if they told you they can't find it, you say, oh, look again. And, uh, you know, I thank God for electronics and all of the technology that we have today. Uh, but I'll, I still carry some paper. So I show up and you say, because uh, I've been there and they say the computers are down. <laughs> so, well, I'm ready. <laughs> Praise the Lord. I don't know what you got going, but I know I got something back up. I got a few layers here that we're going to fly. Praise the Lord. So in other words, I got a confirmation. My confirmation is my confidence, isn't it? Or a hotel or a rental car or whatever confirmation you may have. You got a confirmation. Or uh, today, so much uh, people purchase things online and they get a confirmation that that has been purchased and paid for and that should show up at your house. Right? That's a confirmation that, and then if it doesn't show up at your house on some time frame that they said it was going to show up at your house, you're checking in, right, to make sure it's on its way. But you believe that you receive that, and you just act like it's done. Well, if you believe Amazon, if you believe American Airlines or United or Delta or whoever else you might fly, if you believe them, why don't we just believe God's promise? Believe his word. That's our confirmation. Faith is our confirmation. It's our assurance, a title deed. A title deed means that uh, you hold title. Or deed means that uh, you, if you have actually the deed, we're going to pay this building off. It'll be paid off. We call it paid for. Hallelujah. And when it's paid for, we will have the deed with no lien. In other words, the bank can't tell you what to do with it. If you don't, you're not like monthly payments are no more. Praise God. So uh, you have the deed. You own it. It has no lien holder. And so you are free and clear. Praise God. That means it's yours. Hallelujah. Faith is a title deed. Man, if somebody came to try to take your house away and it was paid for, uh, you say, well, no, 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 it's already paid for. You need my document? Praise the Lord. Faith in this is my document. Are you with me? When it comes to the promises of God. Faith in the promise of God. Faith in the word of God. That's your document. It is written. You know what? When you, get your, when you buy your house and you have a, a, a deed for that house, you know, no matter if it is a lien on the house, and most people have a lien on their house. The bank uh, has that lien. So, all right, so you got, this, you got this house. You buy it, and there is a deed recorded. But once you pay for it, the lien is released. And you hold title. Or you hold the deed. Are you with me? A car, same way. It's released. 
So once that lien is released, listen, Jesus released the lien. There ain't no, no lien holders. I mean, there's nobody that can say, you can't have this. There's nobody in this world. Now, people might say it, and things might say it. Circumstances might say, you can't have this. Oh, no, no. A uh, lien has been released. Jesus paid for it in full, and the blood of Jesus is paid for my healing. The blood of Jesus is paid for my restoration, my wholeness, my soundness, or whatever you need in your life. Praise God. The blood of Jesus has totally paid for it in full. The blood of bulls and goats and animal sacrifices in the old covenant, they paid the payments, but they were just payments. But Jesus came along and his blood paid in full. So once it's paid for, healing was paid for. <laughs> Glory to God. Your provision is paid for. Your restoration, your peace, your joy, your strength, and your, your wholeness and your soundness, it's paid for in your life. It's already done. It's already a finished work. So I'm just saying it's mine. It's mine. It's mine. What? I have it now. Hallelujah. I'm claiming what belongs to me. That's what you're doing by faith. And faith is the title deed. Faith is the evidence of things that you don't see, things that you can't feel and you can't touch. And other people will tell you you don't have. Hallelujah. So here he goes a little further in this verse in the Amplified. He says, being the proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality. Proof of things that we don't see and the conviction of their reality. So you got proof. <laughs> ah, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Proof. Proof. I mean, to get the belongings out of the car we needed proof they wanted a title so pull the title no lien holder right so here it is here's the title you get the belongings out so you got to have proof that says that's mine when the devil says you can't have it oh no no i can't have it here's the here's the title proof of things you don't see so they don't know you. Anybody could go up there and say, well, I'm so-and-so. I want to take this. No. No, you can't, but you understand. They can't do that, but I can. Or somebody holding that in my stead can. All right, so as a, as a believer, you've got proof of things that you don't see. And it is, what does he say? Conviction. And that's what faith is. It's a conviction that this promise is good, that belongs to me, it's mine, so therefore I believe I have received it. Faith, he says in Amplified, perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. Faith perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So your natural senses, your natural reasoning, your natural eyes, your natural sight, your feelings and how you feel at the moment is not the determining factor. 
The determining factor of whether or not you believe you received is you have this strong conviction and you perceive as fact something that is not revealed to the senses. In other words, when I got the report regarding Pastor Vicki that she was in an accident, my first thing, my first go-to is I started taking authority, speaking the Word of God. You can't have my wife taking authority in the name of Jesus. The curse is reversed in my first prayer. Not any, not, you know, but the first, you know what happens. Your body reacts. It's just a natural course, natural body. Your body reacts. Your, Your emotions kick in, but then something else kicks in. The Word of God kicks in. The Holy Ghost kicks in. The Word comes up on the inside of you, and you can't linger in the emotional state very long. You can't linger in that initial uh, anxious moment. you got to say, no. In Jesus' name, hallelujah, exercise your authority, exercise your dominion, and take your place in faith and say what God says. We know in whom we have believed, and you start speaking the word. So, in in this case, he said, you're perceiving something that's not revealed to the senses. In other words, you have a different sight. You have a different focus. You have spirit eyes. We walk by faith and not by natural sight. We walk by faith. Our faith is in God. Our faith is in the promise of God. Our faith is in God's ability to prove himself faithful to do what he's promised to do and make it good for you. And he is faithful. Glory to God. He is faithful. God is not a man that he should lie. He said it. He wrote it. He had it written in a book. Hallelujah. And he wrote a letter to you. Wrote letters to you. Books to you. Come on. That say this is what I have done. This is what I will do. This is what I'm going to finish on the inside of you and in your life. Praise God. God will bring it to full completion, full, full restoration in your life. Whatever you need at the beginning of this year, I preach my own needed message. Praise God. I will restore. Hallelujah. God will restore. Right. So here we are. You know, we have to do it just like you have to. We have to act on the Word just like you have to act on the Word. We all have to act on it just the same. Hallelujah. Same promise is good to you. Same promise is good to me. And if we believe the promise of God and the Word of God, God will perform His Word in our lives. So maintaining your focus of faith, keep your eyes on the promise. Keep your eyes on God's provision. Keep your eyes on what God has said rather than letting your circumstances or your pain or your uh, emotions be the driver driving force of your life. Thank God there's something greater than all of it, and that is faith in God. Hallelujah. Faith in God is a proving point. Hallelujah. God proves himself faithful in your life. Amen. 